So, Father, Father, we thank you that you are here. We thank you that you love every single one of us. Lord, I just pray for everyone in this room right now that our hearts and our minds will be open to what you want to say to us. Lord, that we would receive it today. And we just pray for your hand on Sarah that you just anoint her. Thank you for her. Amen. 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 Okay, I'm going to use this and hopefully keep <coughs> me at the back there. Um, so, doing life as an alien, that's the, that's the title. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, I heard a guy called John Cole, who was the um, head of intelligence in the British Army. So he worked out that he was three steps away from the Queen of Communication, so he was way up there. And he's a Christian man. And he spoke about his life experiences in the army. And he said, what I'll do is I'll share my experiences in the army and you pull from it. This is the practical side of my life in the army. And you pull from it the spiritual side and apply it to your lives kind of thing. So as I just share something now this afternoon, I hope you can do that. It's just as I share a little bit about my experiences, you'll be able to adapt that to some of your own situations in life you know, life situations and things. So. So alien. Alien is belonging to a foreign country, overseas, non-native, external, distant, remote, unknown, unheard, especially one who is not a naturalised citizen of the country where he or she is living, coming from a different country, race or group, strange and not familiar. I think we all feel a bit like aliens sometimes, don't we? <laughs> yeah. So, um, just on that, in 1 Peter 2.11, it says, I exhort you as aliens and strangers in the world. So we are all aliens, aren't we? And uh, the modern King James Virgin version says, Temporary residents. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Temporary residents and pilgrims. My first task that I'm going to do with you all, so if you're like one of those people that hates group work, don't worry because you can do it on your own or you can speak to somebody next to you. But I want you to start thinking about, um, I feel inadequate in a sense to talk about bringing what I've learned there back to the UK. I've been back a year, but I really am like, What's going on? How do I talk to people? What are they talking about? So I feel a bit inadequate on that side, but hopefully you'll adjust what I've learnt over there to over here and teach me some things. So the first one is priorities. Um, Haley's just going to hand out a sheet, but it will be actually on the screen here now in a moment. And I'm going to put my phone on. I won't start it yet, but I'm going to put my phone on. Is it in groups? It's up to um, hand them around, like one for a few. Yeah, be creative. No, not one each, but just one for a few. And if you don't want to work on your own, just say, I do not want to work on my own, and we'll give you a sheet. <laughs> or you can just look off the screen as well, that's good too. Yeah, 
Okay, not to make everybody feel stressed or anything, but I'm going to give you one minute and 30 seconds when I press, the <laughs> when I press go on my phone. Um, and basically, this, uh, when we were in China, we worked in Southwest Province, like I said this morning, and there was a minority group there called the E people. It's spelled Y-I. I always used to tell people, remember it like eBay. <laughs> eBay, but it's spelt Y-I for the E people. So this is an E guy. So during the talk, if I talk about an E guy at all or an E girl, it's a minority group that I'm talking about. Um, drinking was massive where they were. So you could see that as, wow, that's the priority that you need to address as Christians coming in. You've got a list in front of you, a whole load of different things, some very much on the social angle and some very much on the spiritual angle. Can you, as much as possible, to agree with each other, or if you're new, just do it out. One is low, ten is high. So one, it's not so important, well, yeah, it's the least important. Ten is the most important. I'm going to press go on my phone, and as soon as I do it, can you put it into a list of ten? Can you just explain oh, yeah, two points hey. on there? Yeah, pretty much, thanks, hey. Most of it is self-explanatory. Um, this one here, work with the Three Self Church. The Three Self Church, if you don't know in China, is the government-sanctioned church. So it's a legal church. You might have heard of the underground church in China. This is the Three Self, which is the government-sanctioned church. And cultural adaption is just taking time out to learn to adapt to the culture. Okay? Right, your one minute and 30 seconds. Have you all, are you all good to go? Yeah? Okay. It's not right or wrong. It's not right or wrong, just different. Okay, you ready? Start. Go. Can you show me that out of the way? It's not a big part of this, but it's a Oh, it's a full list, but a short one. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Yeah. I would say so, yeah. Okay, ten seconds, every got everybody, ten seconds. <laughs> Oh, sorry, have you got And stop, everybody. Don't worry, don't worry if you've not got it. Don't worry, don't worry. Have we got a top and a bottom? Have we got a top and a bottom? <laughs> I'll give you a couple more seconds, give me a top and give me a bottom. This one's not
Don't feel stressed, everybody. It's quite relaxed. Okay, don't worry. Don't worry. Wherever you are, it's good. You're ready to go, aren't you? Okay, so a little bit of feedback. What's your top priority, number one? Sorry, number 10. Yes. Language learning. Right, very good. Number two for you? Cultural adaptation. Very good. Number three? Prayer walking. Right, okay. That's interesting. I, I just want to keep going down your list to see how you've done it. Um, anybody else give me a number 10, which is the top? <laughs> we'll do. So we shall translate the Bible whilst learning Chinese and getting culturally adapted to prayer book. They must be. I like it. <laughs> You're like priority girls, aren't you? I love it. <laughs> what have we got over here? What's the most? Well, we got discipleship for ten. Bible translation is right down the bottom yes. as you get through all of those things. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Does anybody else want to shout out what they feel important to say? Yes. Cultivating relationships with local non-church people. Cultivating relationships with non-church people. Language learning. Language learning. Prayer walking. Prayer walking. Cultural adaptation. Cultural adaptation. And Bible translation. Wow, you've got the whole list there. You can just go out now, you're sorted. Do we have some over here that wanted to say? You've got evangelism and as one, evangelism. Oh, down at the bottom, yeah, 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 no, that's good. The reason I went through all of this is you get to China, and wherever you are, there's need, and you're like, wow, where do you start? Obviously, individually, you're praying to God and he'll direct us, mm -hmm. but this list here, and it goes on and on, like another 20 options, um, were jobs and things that people did in the city where I lived. So... From this, I want you to get that whatever God's called you to do, do it, and do it well. Mm -hmm. And when somebody right next to you is doing something totally different, encourage them, spur them on, because we've all got different ways mm -hmm. to reach out. Now, things like language study, like I said over there, you need that kind of a thing to communicate. But just be open to know that this is what God's called me to do. I'm going to do it the best I can. And that's brilliant that they're prayer walking. It's brilliant that they're translating the Bible. But I'm going to get on the street and talk to a load of people that don't know Jesus. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. we've got to do what you know God's put in our hearts to do. Now, I'm going to go through three things, very quick, that are really important. Before I went out to China, um, I did a three-month mission course, all about culture and things. And one of the things that they said to do is, when you're tired, sleep. They said sometimes that's the most spiritual thing. Mm. That you'll go to a new country, you'll be learning a language, you'll be seeing signs around you that you don't understand, cultural things that you don't understand, and you'll get tired. And you know what? It was the best advice. I'd been in a full-time work before going to China, used to busy life. I sat in class for two hours learning Chinese, and I was shattered. And I'm like, what's that about? And I'm like, I cannot keep... And I'd go to bed for an hour because they told me I could. <laughs> and then carried on. And it just made a big difference. Yeah. So sleep. It says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? Whom you receive from God? You are not your own. Sorry, I'll go back. That's 1 Corinthians 6.19. This here is the E. 
dress, traditional dress of the people, the ladies from where we live. So I just put that in. Smile. Doesn't that sound so simple? When you're lacking verbal communication skills, when you're lacking ways to connect with people, a smile goes a long way. I've eaten a lot of different types of food that I wouldn't have chosen to eat with a smile on my face. <laughs> because if I'm there going, it just says so much, doesn't it? My husband calls me Romlin head sometimes because I'm like, I'm thinking about stuff and I don't realize my face is all contorted and like, oh, because you're thinking something or, and then you just relax and smile. I've gone to the toilet where there's been a row of holes in the, a cement, in the cement, a row of holes, no cubicles, with a load of ladies straight after worshipping God, which feels funny, like you're worshipping God, and then you're sitting in a row of squat potty toilets, no cubicles, talking about how the service went, with a smile on my face. And it's just not normal for me, but you've got to keep smiling. And I'm saying that because in this culture, in the UK, there are things that we can see that really make you want to screw your face up and think, what? You know, we don't understand or whatever, but try to keep a smile on your face because it makes a big difference. So sleep, smile, and walk is my uh, third. Oh, sorry, let's try. Walk. Uh, before we went out to China again, they said you can travel thousands of miles across the world, but it's the last few steps that are the hardest. Walking across the street or going to talk to the person. So, you know, no matter where you are in the world, that's the case. It's walking those last few steps to go and talk, to walk, connect with people. The next one we've got here is try. <clears throat> the first time um, in China that I went to, they call it a wet market, which is basically a market where you have loads of amazingly beautiful green, orange, red vegetables, You've got meat. I don't want to offend anybody, sorry, because it's just culture over there, but you've got, I'll try not to say too much, but you've got meat with all sorts of things going on in the meat department, as you can imagine. It's all very natural and happening. Um, so I remember the first time I was in, I stuck to supermarkets. We didn't speak a word of Chinese when we got to China. So I stuck to supermarkets to start, and then after, I don't know how long, I thought, I've got to go down to the wet market and get my veg and say to them in Chinese, how much is it? They will tell me, and I will hopefully give them the money and have some vegetables. So I remember going down to the market for the first time, and it's one of those times when you're like really praying to start with, you think, oh God, please be with me, please, you're like, help me, help me, help me, like that kind of a thing. And I got to the market, and I said in Chinese to the guy behind the veg stall, Do tian, which means, how much is it? And I just said, Do tian. They, they're quite... Um, uh, sharp or abrupt with their body language um, where I lived. So it's, Do So I saw some cabbages, I said, And he said, Wu which means it's five. That means five in Chinese, it's five kuai. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I just asked him how much it costs and he understood me. <laughs> and I know what he, I, I think that's five. I know what he's saying to me. And I remember just thinking, what? <laughs> and it was like one of those moments where I'm like, it works, you can like, it, it can, you know, you connect. So I'm telling you that because I'm just saying try. It's like we've already been hearing now over the weekends. There will be things that are going on that you think, oh, I can't go and talk to somebody. I can't go and say it, but try, just try. When I got back to the um, UK now, 
um, moved into the town where I lived before, moved into the same house I lived in before, took my daughter to uh, a school just down the road and got, you know, getting settled here in the UK. And one of the days I was walking back from, well, jogging back from dropping my girl at school. And as I was jogging along the river, I was just praying to God and just saying whatever I was praying, I can't remember. And I saw this girl, or lady, sorry, sitting on a bench, looking at the river, and I jogged past her, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I just jogged past her, and I went, I thought, oh my goodness, God wants to speak to that lady. But I didn't have any, like, God wants to say this, that, the other. I had nothing, but I just thought, oh, God really wants to speak to her. That's what I felt. So I jogged a bit further, and then I stopped, but I didn't have anything to say to her, and I thought, what do you do in the UK? That's probably a bit weird to go talk to a stranger, maybe. And I stopped, and you know when you have that split-second moment <coughs> where you're thinking, that was me, or I'm sure it wasn't really, I don't have to do anything about that, and I'm going to clear up the house from the weekend, because I've got that job to do. And I was just standing there, I must have looked so stupid, but I was just standing there, and she went, hiya. I went, oh, hiya. And I just like stopped in the middle of a jog. It looked a bit weird. But anyway, I said, oh, hi, how are you doing? I just went down and sat on the bench with, bench with her. And long story short, we sat there for about half an hour. as she said that she'd, you know, she hadn't slept right through the night because of some stuff going on in her life. She talked about she'd been in rehab. She talked about this. She was a head teacher. And then she talked about she's got... She just poured out her heart and her story because I stopped. And then again, at the end of that, I just jogged away and I went, what? Because it's God, isn't it? It's God doing what he wants to do if we will just listen and try. So try. Here in Galatians 6, 9 and 10. <coughs> let's not get tired of doing what is good. Whenever we have the opportunity, let's practice doing good to everybody. And the other thing I want to say on that is when you've done something, try not to second guess it and think, oh, have I done that right? Or some things go really well when we step out. Some things don't go so well when we step out. But a good friend of mine said, Sarah, stop second guessing all the time. Pray, leave it with God. He'll sort it out. You just do what you feel you know, God's called you to do. In China, it's a communist country, and sometimes we would share the gospel with people and then suddenly get a sense of, wow, we've been way too open. What if, what if, you know, I know it sounds funny, it was secret police, all stuff that goes on, I've said too much. Or we would have an opportunity to talk and not talk because we're thinking, oh, we can't say because we're... And then you feel bad because you've not talked. So try not yeah. to second-guess things. Do what you feel God's given you to do. You mess up or you get it right. Commit it to God. And he's amazing. He sorts things out really good for us, even in our mistakes and stuff. Yeah. Right, so after we've tried, what does it say? Try again. Try again and try again. Two little, really short stories. But when I, um, within about two, three months of being in China, um, we'd moved into an, another international apartment ourselves, by ourselves there, and we needed a gas bottle. So, you know, you call up and you order a gas bottle and the guy brings a gas bottle, which is quite straightforward until you start doing it in Chinese. So I said to my teacher, we need a, my Chinese teacher, we need a gas bottle, can you help me to do it? So she wrote out word for word, this is what you say. I got on the phone, 
and I said everything that she told me to say, you know, I want a gas bottle, my address is, thank you very much. So I did all of that, and then he started speaking to me in Chinese like I knew what he was saying. He was like, so I just started at the top again. <laughs> so I said in Chinese, I want a gas bottle, this is my address, thank you. He's like, put the phone down. I thought, oh. So I sat there like, really, oh, is this going to work or not? So anyway, I don't know what it was, 20 minutes later, bang on the door, gas guy comes in with a gas bottle. I'm like, yeah, it's like one of those what? <laughs> situations again. So he comes in, brings a gas bottle in. And because you can speak a little bit of Chinese, two things. One is that it's so encouraging. They're like, wow, you speak Chinese, you're amazing, they're brilliant. You just say hello and they think you're amazing. So that's really encouraging. The other side, because you've said hello, they think you can speak Chinese. <laughs> so, they, you know. so anyway, he said to me in Chinese, do you have a husband? So I responded, I thought I responded. There's two words in Chinese, wo yo, is I have. Wo yao, I want. <laughs> so yeah, you guess the story. I go along, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I, I want a husband. I'm going, wo yao, wo yao. And he went, niao, like you want? I'm like, yeah, I want. But I'm thinking, I say, yeah, I have. And the more he's trying to say, you want, and I'm trying to tell him, yes, I want one. I'm thinking I've, you know, you get the story, don't you? So I'm saying, I have, I have one, I have. So anyway, I'm saying I want, I want, I want. And then I suddenly it dawns on me, because he's getting like really excited about the fact, because he kept going on, you want. <laughs> so I was like, oh no. So I ran next door, Paul was there, got my husband. <laughs> so that's a mistake. You've got to try and try again. It's yeah. life. When you're talking about Jesus, try and try again. It's been said already this weekend. Try and try again. I gave a Bible to one young lady who'd become a Christian. And you know the good Christian thing to do? This is like sort of 10 years later now. So I'm speaking Chinese. I give her a Bible. And I didn't think to say, oh, she's a new Christian, really new Christian, um, you know, starting the Gospels, Mark's a good book to start with. I didn't do it, I didn't do any of that, I just gave her a Bible. She comes back about a week later, and she's like, oh, I'm finding it so hard. And I said, go on, what do you mean? And she said, Genesis. I mean, it's just so hard, all the things you ought to learn and that, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I should have told you to get, you know, into Mark and the Gospels. But she said one thing that really helped me, Genesis 1, verse, is it 2 or 3, where it says, God said, let there be light, and there, that's in Chinese, God said, let there be light, and there was light, and she said, I read that, I shut the book, and she said, I thought to myself, if God said, let there be light, and there was light, he can do anything. And she was going into a new business deal, didn't know to do it or not. She stepped into it, and God brought success. But isn't it good how even in our mistakes, sort of like, you know, I should have helped her a bit more, God sort of um, uses it to speak. Ecclesiastes 11, verse 16. I love this verse. It kind of spurs me on. Sow your seed in the morning, and don't stop working until evening, since you don't know which of your endeavours will do well whether this one or that, or even if both do equally well. So keep sowing the seeds. Mm -hmm. I like this picture. This is a little e-boy. Um, this is monotonous. When we first got to China, it was very much learning Chinese. And the way they learned it was bo, po, mo, 
it was all the sounds of Chinese, and it took forever, and it felt monotonous, but it helped us to get on to be able to speak Chinese, read Chinese, and then later be able to do stuff in Chinese. So when things are hard going and monotonous, you have to just keep going. Because we kept going, oh sorry, let me just go back to this one. This girl here is a young girl up in a village that we were able to spend the weekend with her. They live in mud huts with a fire in the middle of one big room house where we were, with a fire in the middle. And we were able to spend time with her, sharing about Jesus, because we persevered with the poor, poor more, and the yeah. things that were hard going, and it didn't make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. At one point, I left the house in the morning when we were doing language study, and I remember riding my bike, and it's like seven o'clock in the morning, it's cold, I'm on my bike, riding to go and learn Chinese and say some more, bop or more with the teacher. And I remember just thinking, God, this is crazy, because I've been here all this time, I can't speak any Chinese, I'm, you know, I can't do anything. And I just wanted to go home at that point. I just thought, it's just, I've been trying and trying, and it's just not working. And God just dropped that verse into my heart in Matthew where it says, so let your light shine before men that they'll see your good work and glorify my name. And I thought, well, God, I've got a light. I can let that shine. You don't have to have a lot of language to let your light shine, you know? So that's Matthew 5, 16. Mm. believe I put here... Um, basically, hold on to any words that people have given you or God speaks to you out of the Bible. Hold on to them and speak them over yourself. Speak them out. Think about them because very often we can think, oh, things aren't happening, things aren't changing. But before going to China, um, somebody just prayed over us and said that you're going to be seed carriers, that people will come to you and take the seed from you and go away and that seed will produce fruit. That was the word that was given to us. But that kept us going in China so many times when we thought nothing's happening. We thought, God, you have said that I'm a seed carrier. So as you keep you know, scattering those seeds, you've got to believe. So just really hold on to words. It's powerful. God's word is so powerful, but we need to hold on to it, believe it, and you know, step out in that. Breathe. I'm just going to share this one last little part before we're going to break into doing something else. But... I've called it breathe because um, in China a couple of things happened. I keep wanting to go, what? Because that like happened a lot in China. Where you just thought it was so different and alien to what I was used to. But you've just got to remember to breathe, smile, and respond in a way that you've got to try and see the heart of what's behind what's coming at you. So our landlady, her name was Ju Tai Tai. Um, we lived in the same house for about 11 years, the same apartment on the fifth floor of um, apartment building. She was our landlady and over the years we got to know her and she knew that we up to that point hadn't been able to have children for about 16 years and she knew that we would really love to have children. So one of the afternoons we went round to her house and um, we were just talking in the kitchen. She was an older lady, um, about probably 80 or so, just below, yeah, maybe late 70s, 80. That's not old, is it? Sorry. <laughs> but she just, um, she just said to me, Charlotte, which is my Chinese name, Charlotte. She said, um, I've been thinking, 
I would like to sacrifice a chicken for you. I said, oh. <laughs> and she said, why don't we sacrifice a chicken and see if that will be able to help you to have children. And kind of, you just think, oh. But her heart was kindness. Her heart was wanting to make it better. Her heart was doing whatever she had to do to help this situation change. And I remember saying to her afterwards, I thought, oh, I don't know if that was the right Christian thing to do or not. But I remember just saying to her, oh, I really appreciate you wanting to do that for me because I know that you really want to see me. I know you want to sacrifice a chicken for me. It's funny, isn't it? But I know that um, you want to do that. But you know we're Christians. We love God. We're going to keep trusting God. But I know I really appreciate you offering to do that because I know it's... So even in this culture, the stuff that goes on that you just think is, well, to me at the moment, and I don't know, maybe to you or you're good with it all, but some of it just feels so alien to what I'm thinking. But just breathe and just think the heart behind it. What is the heart behind that? We went round to another friend. Um, it was Wang Dingming was the husband and Wang Dingjie, oh, Xiao Qing, sorry, was the wife. We went round to their house and on the table, um, they made noodles for us. So they put the bowls of noodles all around the table, and we were sitting just on the sofa, started to bring the noodles out onto the table, and these bowls of noodles, and we thought, oh, that's good, we'll go and have noodles, but obviously waiting to be invited to the table. And then they lit a red candle in the middle of the table, and left all the noodles there, and came over, sat down, and carried on talking. So we carried on talking for like maybe 20 minutes, and went, oh, my noodles are going cold. <laughs> So anyway, we did that and then just went back and carried, you know, that was it, just talking. And then she said, oh, let's go and eat food now. So we went and met this, like, lukewarm noodles and that was it. And I'm like, oh, that was interesting. Why did you leave it on the table? They blew the candle out then and we ate our food. And she said, oh, we were waiting for our ancestors to finish eating the noodles so then we could sit down to eat noodles. It was a festival go called Guoqingjie which is where they invite their ancestors. Now, if I'd have known that, I maybe wouldn't have gone and had a meal and thought, oh, that's you know, good to have a meal where they're allowing that, you know, what they're thinking is basically inviting spirits, but they're inviting their ancestors to come eat the meal and go, and I know it feels so alien to us, but I was in that situation and I didn't want to say, well, I'm off, I'm not eating any noodles that your ancestors have been eating and you know, like that. But you just got to say, God, thank you that we're in this home with this family on a celebration that's important to them. I don't understand all that's just gone on now. It's obviously not what we believe and all that, you know. But you've just got to breathe and try not to be too responsive to things that are a bit crazy to us. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So in this culture, whether it's mindsets or attitudes or whatever it is, we've got to just think, breathe. They had a saying in, well, when we went out before on the mission field, and it said, oh, I just turned it off. It said, it's not wrong, it's just different. Some things are wrong, you know, like eating the, the noodles, you know, like giving it to your ancestors, that's wrong. Sacrificing the chicken, I'd say that's pretty not, you know, where we're heading with stuff. <laughs> but, so that's wrong. But some things that are going on around us, for instance, people would say to me, um, Oh my goodness, because I'm not big, I don't feel big, but Chinese people are very, very slight. And they go, oh my goodness, how much do you weigh? Or they'd say, oh, how old are you? Or how much money do you make? Or they'd sit next to Paul, my husband, in the summertime, who's got normal hairy legs, they're not extremely hairy legs. 
but they would sit next to him and just start like stroking his legs because they're like, oh wow, he's got a hair on. And we just sit there going, it's not wrong, it's just really different. <laughs> so in life, when you're seeing stuff that's going on around you, just think what is wrong and what's just different, you know? Because the people in our culture around us here in the UK, mm. when I'm at the school gate, there's a lot of stuff that to me is very different. The way they speak, the what things that they're speaking about, how they treat each other, it's just very different. And it's wrong, really. Something's wrong, isn't it? <laughs> but you've just got to think, what's the heart behind stuff? And some things, it's just where they're at. You've got to reach out. So, on that note, I'm going to get, if it's possible, three groups. Um, and I'm going to give three different real-life case scenarios. So, maybe, do you want to just try and get into three groups, roughly? I know it's to shake it up a little bit. Um, if you're not wanting to get involved with this, that's no problem at all. You can just sit on the side. But you've actually got the three case scenarios, but I'll allocate like one scenario to each one. You can just have one at the back there if you want. Just sit there if you like, and then you can just join. Do you want to join down to here, maybe? Do you want to come down? Yeah. Is that good? Yeah? And then which way? Okay, you two ladies come forward. You can come into this group and then you four ladies go back there. Is that good? Is that okay? And then you can join this group. Is that okay? Okay, now. Okay, again, this isn't going to be a long session. It's just really, I call it blink through, which is really you look at it, think about the idea, and just get it together you don't have to it's not too deep on it because we haven't got the time you know to really go into the details of it but if this group here if you do the one there that's jack have you got jack there uh muga yeah case study number one the group at the back if you do case study number two and over here do case study number three at the back choose which one you would like to do you can just read through the three of them and choose so case study number one down here, case study number two at the back, and three over here. So if you just read through it, and basically the question is on each one of them, is what advice would you give? Okay? So if you can sort of allocate one person to read out in your group together. Um, what's the host, games host lady like? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. You read it out from that group.
I'm going to my brother who's the So I'm going to give you, so you know to go back with it, the advice that we gave. It's not, it's not necessarily right, and it's a journey, and there's probably a lot more questions that go into it. But basically, we had a case scenario down here. Jack, his mum had an evil dream, and in their culture, you sacrifice a pig, but Jack had just become a Christian. What does he do? Basically, at that point, he was a very, very new Christian, and all that he knew was based on the foundation of protecting yourself through animal sacrifice. We gave him verses from the Bible. We said, go away, read through these Bible verses, pray about it, and ask God what to do. And on his journey with that, he offered an item of his clothing to be present at the sacrifice. So he wasn't there in person, but he offered his clothing a sacrifice which appeased his mum. And I didn't agree with that. I don't think you, we know that God's powerful and he's in control. But he was on his journey. And if we told him, 
don't do it, don't even give you clothes, you've got to trust God. It would have been us putting it on him. We gave him verses to read and work it through, and that's where he was at in his faith with it. And then he grew in that, and he came away from that. Mm. And what really encouraged me this morning is one of the girls here, she's a, she was a Sikh, she said she became a Christian, carried on going to the Sikh temple, but she said, you know, God is bigger than me going to the Sikh temple, and I'm a new Christian and working it out. Mm. And that encouraged me, because I'm thinking, I feel bad even telling you this story, because it seems like wrong that you even offered his clothes, but that's what we did, asked God, and then he grew in his faith and decided, I'm going to go all out for God. His mum knew that, you know, that's all big picture. So if you've got questions, come back to me on it. You had Hoo-Hoo? Yeah. Hoo-Hoo is actually Jack's sister, and the answer to that kind of a thing of it all is basically, yeah, Hoo-Hoo, in their culture, they have big sticks of fire that at a certain time of the year, they wave the sticks over the crops, ask the spirits to come down, and bless the crops. We're sitting in a village on the top of the roof and we're looking out at the crops with the people doing this, you know, this ritual. And as she's watching it, she's saying to me, I'm a Christian now. I shouldn't do this. What should I do? And I said, what do you think you should do? I sat and waited. Well done, guys. Brilliant. I love it. What do you think you should do? And she said a word in Chinese. I didn't have a clue what she said. We should bite all God and put him I'm like, what does bite all God mean? So I'm like on my dictionary. And basically she said we should get God and put him as a representative on our stick and wave the stick over with God on the end of our stick. Now, obviously, that's not what we do as Christians, but her mentality was I won't ask the Spirit, but I'll ask God to come on my stick. So basically, it's a teaching thing, but she got it. I don't want to be asking the Spirits anymore. I'm going to trust God, okay? So it's a bit weird, I know, and it's, if you've got questions, come and talk to me. Last one here is... Three Self Church, which I'm not going to go into, but I'll come and talk to you. We said to, I won't give you the scenario, you've got it there. We said to them, it's not what we would do, but you, if that's where you're at, it wasn't a hill to die on. So basically, if you will have communion, only if you're baptised, go ahead. And if that's how you want to do life as a church, and that's how they're doing life as a church. They said, we know that you can, oh, sorry, it's really hard because you're in the different stories, aren't you, with it all? So basically, we just said, run with that. If that's your heart, it wasn't a biblical foundation thing, right or wrong. We said, run with it. And they run with it, and it's their thing. And they'll grow up. They said this one last thing is, when you go into a new culture, so that's all of you here in the UK, there's plenty of cultures around you. When you go into a culture, take the seeds of the gospel and let it grow up in that culture. Do not go into that culture with a tree of the gospel and said, this is my tree. Now you look like my tree because your tree will be from your seeds of your culture and background and everything that God's made you into being who you are and that will be theirs. So I'm going to finish on that. I've got so many more good things to tell you but my time's up. So thank you very much for listening. Oh wow. Please grab Sarah as she wanders around the place and ask her more. It's lovely to make our minds think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you have, oh, 12 minutes before that's okay before your next session if that's what you want to do we can go for a swim you can um fiona castle is in uh the main meeting room it was never between you and them anyway steve leg is in the authentic room that's where we had the quiz last night and i'm in here um at three as well so um steve leg in the authentic room is how to be a hero to your kids And in here, it's off the treadmill onto the track. 
Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.